When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Kind of Funny's MCU in review. That's right. We're ranking, recapping, and reviewing every single Marvel Studios project. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the big daddy, Greg Miller. It's red. I thought it was brown. I can never get the colors right for this show. Hey, how you guys doing? Fantastic. Uh, the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez, joins us as well. Hey, everybody. And rounding out our group for today, the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Tim. When are you gonna take me down to Paradise City? Maybe a couple times today. I'm not. Cool. I'm not so sure yet. I don't really. Have, do you have an appetite for destruction, Nick? Hell yes, bro. Hell's yeah. Welcome to the jungle. That is yeah. my room. Yeah. There we <laughs> go. There we go. Uh, unfortunately, the sweet child of mine, Kevin Coelho, will not be joining us for this episode. He's running it, but he was not able to watch the movie, so we were not going to be able to have his input on this quite yet. Nick Scarpino, Andy, don't shake your head at me. Don't shake your head I when did. the joke comes out bad. It's just like, it, it, I, I know it's coming. I know that there's been a failure to launch. Yeah. yeah. Is it, <laughs> and you don't like, know where what? there's been a systematic failure in the, but you know something's off in the chain. And, of the, and then yet, still, Greg, on the on the carrier ship, the people are on the ship doing yeah, that. Just, <laughs> oh, just, just it's like, off. no, aboard. Lots <laughs> <laughs> well, of type of energy you get here on Kind of Funnies oh in Review. Of course, we do this show every single week where we rank, review, and recap some of your favorite and least favorite movie franchises. If there is a movie out there that you're interested to hear us talking about chances are we already have so you can check that out on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you could also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you uh if you wanted to get the show ad free and watch live as it's being recorded or write your review in haiku form you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers molecule fargo brady gordon mcguire and the returning Al Tribesman. Boy. Today we're brought to you by Tribe and Shopify, but I'll tell you all about that later. I want to get right into it. Thor, Love and Thunder, released on July 7th, 2022, with a sleek runtime of one hour and 59 minutes. Directed by Taika Waititi himself, making his return after Thor Ragnarok uh, and a plethora of, X, of FX shows. Uh, music done by the GOAT, Michael Giacchino, a departure from the composer Mothersbaugh from Thor Ragnarok, which explains the very different style in sound this one has uh, a budget of 250 million dollars in a box office that is a bunch of question marks because the movie is coming out today <laughs> everybody um who do i want to start with who 
Ooh. Anyone want to raise their hand? Hmm? Nick Scarpino, what'd you think? Nick Scarpino, kick it off. This movie movie was an absolute delight. Uh, A welcome reprieve from all of the other movies that I've watched up until this point. Just a a delight to watch. And I would actually argue that um, Michael Giacchino, while he must have been the soundtrack, I would actually say uh, a lot of that credit goes to one Axl Rose. (laughs) Because that is true. true. This movie was the entire Appetite for Destruction album. And God bless them. Of course, they missed uh, Mr. Brownstone. But I thought they were going to probably shoot in there uh, toward the end. No, I love this movie. I thought they nailed the vibe uh, or continued rather the vibe from Thor Ragnarok, which is really all I was hoping for. Um, I think uh, at its core, uh, Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth still have that good chemistry together, and their story, uh, while tragic, I thought really it really hit uh, hit me right in the heart. So um, I I loved it, and I, I'm sure Andy could regale you with tales of him hearing me laugh from across the theater as I was sitting over there in this massive uh, IMAX theater, and it was super fun. Andy, uh, I had a great time with it. I was laughing uh, a whole bunch. I I think. My main problem with it is that I, in the way that Infinity War was a Thanos movie, I really wanted this to be a gore movie. And when I feel like the amount of gore the God Butch that we got for the first, you know, I'd say the four fifths of the movie <laughs> um, was definitely lacking. But when he was on screen, when Christian Bell was on screen, it was super captivating. It was just really damn just really damn good he's obviously a very good actor and it wasn't until sequences near the end where i was like god damn this could have been an all-time banger of a movie if we had just kind of focused more on gore and had more of his maybe a a backstory and see his struggles and you know i don't want to get into spoilers obviously but um well we're going to um, but we'll do that. <laughs> this later. is your warning. We won't do it here, but we will spoil this movie <laughs> well, at some point. Yeah, we'll do that later. Um, yeah, I just feel like this movie could have been a, a, an all timer, like top five Marvel movie for me because of how strong Christian Bale's performance was. And um, it just wasn't quite enough for me um, to think of as highly of it as I would of like a Thor Ragnarok. I think that. Um, while super funny and I'm laughing, I sat next to Greg and he heard me laughing every other, you know, five seconds. But I do think that this was completely unhinged Taika. And I kind of in the same way that I thought um, Peacemaker Peacemaker needed James going to be railed in a bit. Uh, um, I feel like the same thing here needed to happen with Taika as it was like extra goofy and i was not expecting it to go as far as it did although i'm still laughing a lot of the parts i just you know there was definitely some humor moments that did not hit but um i'm grading it a little bit more harshly because ragnarok is probably my favorite movie um but it's still really really damn entertaining with some hilarious uh moments and some fun action and uh really cool conceptual moments just like high fantasy conceptual moment. So yeah, re- recommend go seeing it. Absolutely uh, a must watch if you're an MCU fan. Gregory Miller. Hello, Timothy. How are you? I'm fantastic. What'd you think? Uh, uh, Thor Love and Thunder, I think is uh, in line with what everybody's saying. It's a highly entertaining movie. The one thing is I just didn't love it. Uh, I feel in a lot of ways it just, 
is empty calories to the MCU where it's very much sweet on the tongue and I enjoyed it going down, but then I've never thought about it again. And I don't think it added anything necessary. No, I shouldn't say anything. It didn't add much to the overall thing. Not that that's what these need to be, but as I've gone back and forth wrestling with it really since about yesterday, when you reminded me this is happening today. And I was like, Oh, right. Cause I haven't thought about this movie since I left it. Same. I feel that if I was to have a scale, right. Or not even a scale, I guess a meter, right. You start with what Thor 1 and Dark World were trying to be, which is just, you know, we're being a superhero movie, right? And we were all like, oh, that's, it's just, you're playing it too straight. Then I feel Thor Ragnarok rode this awesome line between, hey, we're making a Marvel movie and a comedy. We're making an action movie and a comedy movie. And I was like, oh my God, this is the perfect mix of what I want out of this. And this one I feel goes all the way to, guess what? This is a comedy movie. This is a comedy movie with the superheroing and action. Not second, but this, is, this isn't an action comedy. This is a comedy action mm. flick. And for me, that does a disservice to the plot lines in it, the characters in it. Uh, my enjoyment of it and you know I won't go into spoilers but the movie this isn't a spoiler anybody opens with Korg let's tell the story of you know the the Viking god Thor or whatever right and it's what we've seen in the trailer right very similar with the montage and whatnot and about I'm I only saw the movie the one time so I don't know if it's 15 20 30 minutes later people are talking in a scene and it should be very serious and it's not and I had this thing of like wait, are we still in Korg's retelling? Because that would make it work for me. If we would get a, um, uh, uh, a Princess Bride moment where we cut back out and the kid's like, wait, I don't understand Uncle Korg. Why? He's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, I am so in and I get this. But that's not what's happening. It's set up that it, it, with the, as goofy as Korg is at telling the beginning, that's how the whole movie goes. And it just then doesn't mesh well, I feel, with some of the things they're doing and in, in the plot lines they're introducing and where they're going. And yeah, to Andy's point, how amazing the God Butcher is. Like, I think there's there's so much to love in this film. I had a great time. I was in hysterics at some of the ongoing over and over again <laughs> jokes and screams. You were screams. you were doing like the Greg Miller Dude, like every fucking time, <laughs> every fucking time. And I'm not gonna spoil anything here, but the the, the, the the screams would happen. I was in hysterics, but it's just at the end of it, I got up and I left, and I was like, that was a fun movie. And then I've just never thought about it again. Same, Timmy. Sam, what do you think? I'm I'm kind of in line with uh, where all you guys are at. I feel like I was more close to Greg, but I got to see the movie twice and it was for the second time last night. And it definitely like going in, expecting it to be way more of a comedy than I went in the first time. And uh, even like the, the romantic comedy side of this is so ratcheted up that that's what this is. Like that's the genre of this movie where everything else kind of takes a backseat to it. I ended up enjoying it a lot more. And I think that it really succeeds at being what it was setting out to be, uh, which is a great two hours that's going to make you laugh the entire time and have fun characters doing fun things. Where I think it does kind of fail is some of the more serious elements. And I feel like while it earns all of its emotional beats, none of them really make you feel anything because you're just constantly laughing. And people bring this up as a criticism of the MCU a lot, uh, where anytime there's a serious moment, it has to be punctuated with a joke. And I feel like Taika is the king offender of that but it works because the the jokes are usually so deadpan and and like just there's just a vibe that i said this last week with ragnarok that only taika's writing can 
and with the sp- writing for the specific actors delivering the lines can it work and actually be funny otherwise it's weird and cringy and corny and i feel like this movie uh, ratchet th- ratchets that up so high where the entire movie is hilarious and it's like that shouldn't always be the case when we're dealing with one of the scariest villains ever that we've had like there are things that gore does in this that are absolutely terrifying and i don't think that there's a single moment they feel terrifying they always feel funny and i don't think that was the goal um for some of it and then definitely some of the more emotional kind of character moments i feel are not even punctuated with jokes just kind of are surrounded by so many jokes that they don't feel serious they don't feel Mm -hmm. like they have weight to them and in the same way that ragnarok kind of took characters that we had known from a bunch of different movies most of which we didn't love um and kind of changed them up and like took elements of them and now we we love how thor acts we love how uh this loki is we love xyz i feel like natalie portman is so good in this but she is not the jane foster we had before um and there's reasons that they can explain for why that's the case but i think that in terms of where do this where's this fit in the mcu and where's this fit in terms of like what this movie does as a phase four Marvel Studios project, I feel like it can be seen as a, a like slight disappointment. But I truly think that, and I've said this a couple times now, phase four is the new phase one. We are setting up a whole bunch of new things that three phases down the line, there's going to be a ton of little stuff that we didn't notice about this movie that I think we're going to be like, oh my God, remember when this was only this small of a plot, but now we're, we're dealing with the ramifications of it. Like there's a lot going on in this. There's a ton of fun cameos that I didn't expect to see some more funny, some more like, oh wow, that's going to be cool for the future. Um, but I think that I am most kind of, Looking at this film as it is definitely not on the same tier as Ragnarok. And that's disappointing to say. Having said that, it's a fantastic Taika Waititi comedy. And that alone is an achievement because that is funny as hell and one of my favorite types of movies that are out there. Um, but I do think that with Ragnarok, rewatching it last week for the upteenth time, I was saying that there's like 10 different scenes that are all time great scenes. We talk about the bridge scene, but like, damn, the Valkyrie scene, damn, the Hulk fight, damn, the Dr. Strange section, blah, blah, blah. I don't feel like this movie has any single scene that I'm like, that is one of the coolest MCU things ever. It has a lot of like, damn, those things were amazing. And those set pieces were great. And that action was fun as hell. (laughs) But I don't think any of them hit on quite the level of even the top five Ragnarok moments. Nick, you throw out a little Loki laugh. What do you have to think about that? I mean, I think... I, 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 Wait, I are we not going to acknowledge, Andy, are you looking into the Green Goblin's yeah, layer? Are you, are you experimenting okay? with Kryptonite right now? What's happening? And, and, and don't worry about it. I'm doing a little Photoshop thing for the for work, okay? But I'm listening, okay? <laughs> no, no, there's no judgment. I know okay. you're working. I'm, definitely, I'm just worried about you. Okay. Be careful of them gamma radiation, man. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I whenever you're you're uh, masking stuff out because you're gonna put a face in a hole of something, mm-hmm. uh, you, I use there. green to kind of show what the, <laughs> you know, the, the what the thing sh- in the back. Andy, I got a hole you can put your face in anytime yeah, you want. Don't worry about it. Belly buttonhole. Uh, oh I I totally hear what you guys are saying, and I t- I think these are all super valid criticisms. But I thought I didn't think this movie was goofy per se. I just thought it was super adventurous, and it reminded me of like an '80s 
like Hercules or Never Ending Story, where there was always sort of an undertone of darkness in it. And I think I think he balanced that very well. I think that the the God Butcher stuff was scary. There were moments where you're like, okay, this is a little goofy. Like uh, there's a couple like when uh, I don't know if it's a spoiler to say. I don't I don't know why we're not in spoilers right now. But um, we can go in spoilers Jay- right now. You want to go in spoilers right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah full spoilers. Everybody, you had your shot. You heard the top <laughs> level thing. If you haven't watched this yet, turn it off. Get in your car, go watch Thor Ragnarok. No, not Thor Ragnarok. Thor: Love and Thunder, and then come back and watch this. Um, yeah, I mean, there's obviously the moment where they, where, where uh, Thor and Jane meet for the first time after years, and he's like, "Jane, that's that was kind of goofy and a little bit weird, considering there's like, you know, five minutes later, all the kids from the village are going to be kidnapped, and all that imagery and stuff was super dark." Um, but I think he did a really. I think he managed, in my opinion, to balance the humor versus the really dark subject matter of her having the the cancer, which was sort of always there and i would disagree that natalie portman wasn't the same jane i think she was the same jane i think she's just i think she did a great job of being weighed down by this burden right and and knowing deep down that no matter what having mjolnir wasn't gonna save her and and she, this was sort of her last thing and i hope i think i felt that the entire time with the movie where i kind of knew i was like i know where this is going i think and it's really really sad but to me it kind of read as the epilogue to Thor's story, right? This is sort of like not even a final chapter, just like we where we find Thor, he's been through it all. And this was the last thing that he sort of had to to kind of rectify for himself, right? He had to go back and just admit that this was he he was still super in love with her. And then of course it's so faded because she her time is just so limited. And I just found that so beautiful. And at the end, you know, the way the movie leaves off and the way it ends, it just it, it hit me emotionally pretty hard. I was like, I was tearing up the end of it because i like these two and i believe in their love story um and i will say that it's it is a bit of a roller coaster to greg's i guess to andy's point where with the overused jokes but i think taika knew what he was doing because let's just put it this way the goats outstayed their welcome about 20 minutes in dude they went and then all by the way the end, i was i was like by the end I'm like, I could fucking, there could be a whole movie about these. When they're fucking guys. on the, the, the Milano <laughs> with the Guardians and they're all screaming at each other, and you, we as the audience can't make it out. I was like, this is so fucking annoying fucking and so funny. good. When they, it's, it's for me, it when got annoying. It got annoying when they went to like, uh, whatever, uh, uh, what was the Omnipotent City. The Omnipotent City. But then when they hit the planet, I was like, that was the funniest thing yeah. anyone's ever put on film. Um, so I think a lot of the humor works for me actually more so than a lot of the guardians, uh, of the galaxy stuff. I think Taika has just more, his sensibilities just work better for me than I think James Gunn does. Cause James Gunn's kind of like a little bit more beach over the head. Taika has a little subtlety and then no subtlety whatsoever. Um, and I just, that's, I mean, if you had to describe me, Tim, that's exactly how you'd put it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I will, I will agree that there's not any really standout moments as far as like those, those big action set pieces with the exception of the, the the kid fight at the end where he charges all their weapons and gives them for a limited time the power of Thor and gives it to him and then they just go off and I'm like, all right, that was cute. That yes. was that was a good moment for me. Andy, I want to get to you. I know you had your hand raised in, in just a sec, but just talking about that, like I, I want to be clear that I don't think this movie has any of the like, oh my God, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen moments like Ragnarok does. But I do think every action uh, set piece in this is fantastic especially the beginning one where we get to see the weird alien race of a bunch of the birds and stuff like the creature design there just Dude. all of the the jean-claude van tam stuff <laughs> like it was Jean-Claude just great it's just great incredible. But, andy go for it um <laughs> th- this movie really felt to me like uh it could have been in the cornetto quadrilogy it okay, really yeah. reminded me so much of a lot of the kind of 
over the top unrealistic humor that would happen in a Hot Fuzz or a Shaun of the Dead, um, where um, whether it's just like small moments of wordplay or I felt that way maybe halfway into the movie. And then by the end of it, the kids are all given the power of Thor and they're all fighting these monsters. And it's like this feels so much um, like an Edgar Wright movie right now. And it just it kind of felt that way a, a, a lot of the way through, especially with the John claude Van Damme split and kind of all the callbacks to uh, past action movies. But when Tim mentions that Natalie Portman's character kind of doesn't feel like the same Jane Foster. With, and, and by the way, I, the Korg is probably my biggest disappointment in this movie no like he starts off with jane fonda and i loved it and then i just don't feel like we kind of got enough cord the rest of the movie there's that part where it's like who's talking these guys right here these guys are talking (laughs) (laughs) it's a pretty good vote yeah it's a pretty good vote i just like i don't know i needed i needed a a lot more of it and also um just i need to rewatch it again with subtitles like there's just a lot of moments where dialogue was lost amongst uh amidst the action but in a way that in the way that Taika did something to Thor and made him a more lovable goof and this sort of himbo and super funny. And anytime they are dealing with the the Mjolnir and Stormbreaker relationship, oh, like That's that weird. is so my shit. And I am dying of laughter. And it reminds me of. And this is going to sound like a, a, a bad thing, but like it reminds me of just like a really damn fucking good SNL sketch. Like if Chris Hemsworth was on SNL that Saturday and they did a Thor sketch and they had we have a concept that Mjolnir is the ex boyfriend and Stormbreaker is the the current boyfriend and mm. Stormbreaker's jealous. And I any time they dealt with that, they I even think they like did it too much and I didn't care. Like every time they went back to that. <laughs> I laughed hysterically, um, but I do think that Taika tried in some moments to kind of Ragnarokify Jane Foster's character, and it just didn't work for me. Um, where her whole kind of demeanor, it, it almost felt like she was playing a character of herself at certain moments. Uh, in particular, when I think of them walking down that big bridge in an omnipotent city, yeah, and they're having the will they will what have you been up to you're you're doing all this cool stuff awesome you know and they tried to do that with natalie portman's character in that moment and i just it just felt really out of place for her as a character and i know that's like that sounds weird because thor's character is super out of place from where he used to be but for some reason it just didn't work in those moments because they didn't stick to that tone for her where for the most part thor is a goofy lovable himbo and it just felt weird for in those moments she felt like she was playing the sitcom version of herself it was just very very odd i'm with Um, you on that andy yeah where i think they they there's something about and i i imagine that if i'm on set and i'm taika waititi and i'm talking to natalie portman about this and having a conversation Mm -hmm. about where her jane foster is I think there is this, well, Jane Foster is Thor and feels empowered. And it's almost similar, like a spoilers for the boys, everybody, of where we find Huey, right? When he's on mm-hmm. the temporary compound V, right? Where he's, I am more confident. I am this thing. And they blah, blah, blah. And there's a, like a connective tissue missing there. Because Natalie Portman crushes, just utterly, utterly crushes the cancer side of Jane Foster. 
her in chemo, I've been where she is, like legitimately. And like the way she tries to hide it from uh, with Darcy and all that stuff, like I know exactly what she's doing and she plays that all perfectly. And of course, those are incredibly relatable things you can talk to and get into character and yada, yada, yada. Not in her own personal history, let alone family history. But there's something about her as Thor where we're jumping too far. And I'm with you that that was one of my biggest characterization problems is it just feels like a caricature, even to the point of like when she smashes the sink in new Asgard, right? I've been there as well with the fucking cancer rage you have over this fucking thing and what it's doing to your life, let alone killing you, which I did not have to deal with, but which was a really good transformation when she does, when right. she is weak without the hammer right. and then picks it up and kind of has that immediately like fantastic stuff. But when she turns around then and talks to uh, Tessa Thompson, Valkyrie. no, no uh, Valkyrie, what's Valkyrie. the, what, yeah, but what's the, I just screwed up the Tessa character. Thompson. T- it is Tessa? Yeah, I think Anyways. you got it. No, sorry. I, I, um, I, whatever. Talks to her, right? That whole scene just plays really weird. It just doesn't work where I'm like, wait, who are you right now? And so if there could be a, we got the, I'm unsure of my powers and I'm learning and I even a conversation about, I feel more as guardian God with it. I don't, it just, but it never is there. So it never felt normal to me. I think, I think the the one thing where I I will say, I'll I'll back that up is that it, it was, it's because we come in and she's already been Thor for a while and valkyrie knows her as thor but we haven't seen that we didn't get to see that transition and so we didn't, we didn't really get to see her she stumbles a little bit with her powers but obviously like the only thing you know we, she, we have the joke of her trying to figure out her catchphrase and yada 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 but it's a weird Which also balancing flat like, i felt all the time yeah that didn't that did that humor didn't quite work for me either um so that was kind of weird but obviously they wanted to do that because they wanted it to be a big reveal but it, but it's unfortunate because it wasn't a big reveal because we all know it. We saw it in the in the trailer. If we had no idea that was going to happen and and she wasn't in that, I'd be like, oh my god, this this Let's is incredible. Go. But it was only really a reveal to Thor, and so we were only with him. But we all knew that, so that's why that stuff for me kind of didn't work and fell flat. But I will disagree with like I don't think they pushed it. For me, it never went into parody or goofy level. For me, it was always. I think a lot of the craziness and the over the top action, specifically with Thor, kind of went to his mental state, which was that he was like. He was just showing off because that's all he had left. And I feel like, and it's, you even see that when people are watching him, like, obviously he's going like 300% more because that's the person he feels he needs to be because he does, he's empty inside. And so he's like, well, if I can't be happy, I'll make everyone else happy around me. And the way I'm going to do that is by wearing the crazy outfit and doing the Jean Claude Van Damme thing and just really giving everyone the story to tell everyone, even though inside, oh, I have no I'm problem kind of with any of that, though, Nick. Yeah. Um, I have no problem with any of the Thor stuff. Like, all that stuff, like, I'm laughing like crazy at, for sure. And I, and I yeah, and I love that first scene. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for, I, I feel like Natalie Portman did a, a delicate job of, of, of keeping that, that undercurrent. But I will agree that some of the stuff just didn't, it just, it just didn't work. And we didn't really, there's only a couple moments where we got close to what I felt like was their most powerful scene, which was in the original Thor, when they're just sitting up on the rooftop, getting to know each other and falling in mm-hmm. love with each other. And we don't really... It, it also doesn't feel like this is the other criticism I have. It doesn't feel like they had a long relationship. Mm-mm. It doesn't feel like they knew each other in that capacity. And I don't know if that's just because they pushed that, the, the, the goofiness and the awkwardness of them uh, too much. We got a little close to it while as they were, as they were riding over to uh, whatever the dark hole city was. Um, and they have that wonderful scene on, on the shadow room. Shadow room. Sorry. Um, dark hole city. That was a, that <laughs> I thought was a good scene. <laughs> But it didn't like, you know, it's like if you've ever gotten back together with someone you were with for a couple of years, it didn't have that level of familiarity. It had a level of like, hey, we were in a couple of movies together. We don't really know, we don't really know too much about each other, even though I think both of them together do have good chemistry. 
uh, just in general. Andy. And, and also the going back to the tone of it overall, um, there was a sequence that the audience laughed at. And I think they laughed because it, they they thought it was funny, right? And it's like it's a comedic movie. And there's obviously like a lot of silly moments in this movie. But it was a sequence when the kids are kidnapped and Gore is telling them a story and goes like, what? I thought that's what you all wanted. I thought you all wanted to be scared. He's kind of like freaking them out even more. And in that moment, I think we're all kind of supposed to feel uncomfortable in the way that we, but we're still kind of like side eyes or, you know, uh, la- you know, laughing out of the side of our mouth. Uh, mm-hmm. A similar scene, the Joker scene in uh, Dark Knight with the pencil, like mm-hmm. this is dark and this is demented and this is fucked up, but he's playing it really well right now. And like, in that moment, Gore does that thing and he scares the kids and, you know, they, they freak out. And I think the audience is like, this is a funny scene. But it's like, this isn't supposed to really play like that. Like, I don't, I think it's supposed to be uncomfortable and kind of creepy. Um, but I think just everything surrounding it is lessened because um, see, it, it's all kind of goofy and silly. See, that, that scene worked for me. The scene that unfortunately didn't work was when Thor kind of goes to them the first time. And he's goofy where I'm like, this could have been a great moment for like those moments where he's actually in front of them um, through Heimdall's kid. I'm like, these could have been moments where I actually see like a little bit more of a serious side of him. But instead, he was like, I'm going to play it goofy and be kind of and I just felt like tonally that was a little bit weird because it's like, I don't think anyone would ever react that way in that situation where you see a group of the most vulnerable people in your lives, like all of your friends, kids are there and you can't you can't get to them like that, that that scene kind of felt a little bit totally off yeah i would have loved to have had a bit more helplessness there from from thor in that and we're gonna have to like enunciate thor and and gore we'll call him big g G. that thor moment right there could have played similarly in tone to where it's still a little comedic but you feel the pain and fear where thor is talking to rocket on the ship in endgame and he's like no, I've I've lost everybody, you know, but I'm tough and I'm going to yeah. push through it. And you kind of laugh, but you see the pain and you see the tears welling up. And I think we could have had some more helplessness and some more fear from Thor, even sure. though he's always like supposed to be all powerful and all confident. Um, and then to fast forward, the final sequences with Gore and his daughter are like, it wasn't until those moments that I thought, God damn, I wish we had more moments of Thanos with uh, Gamora. Gamora. Uh, Gamora as a child. I wish we had more moments of flashbacks. Because, like, he was so strong in that moment with his daughter. And it's like, it's no surprise. Like, this guy's a good actor. This guy's <laughs> a good actor, man. This guy's really fucking Who good. Thought? And I, Who would have thought he's and got I it? really wish we just had more of that. Because I think this could have been a great, like... Yeah, it's a Thor movie, but, you know, in the way that a lot of Batman movies focus on the bad guy and Keith, sure. Heath Ledger is the star of the Dark Knight. This could have been that for him. And there just wasn't enough there, unfortunately. But like when Taika says before the movie comes out that he thinks Gore is one of the best villains the MCU's ever seen, or he said it was like the best. It's like, damn, you were fucking close. Like with a couple more editing and maybe a couple different cuts. Like, I think we could have had that. Uh, that's probably my biggest disappointment. It's. I mean, it's back to what we're talking about. I just think there's a tonal problem. 
there's a tone problem there where when they're all when they're so far gone on comedy with both uh thor and uh mighty thor it's hard to swing back then and be oh the stakes are high for gore you know what i mean like it, mm-hmm. it just you know even when, even like stabbing valkyrie i was like oh man they're about to kill valkyrie oh no she's okay well okay cork too yeah i think it's also yeah it's yeah, also yeah. Too, right yeah what was Cork supposed to turn into the face supposed to sort of be like what's his face in God of War, like Lemire. the floating head, like just the kind of oh it, interesting. The, yeah, the, the, I, those are sort of so. the parallels that I thought that it, maybe this is what Korg is going to be from now on, just like the traveling head right. um, huh. that you know you tie on your little on your belt and he just kind of walks around and narrates shit for you. Uh, I, I was wondering if they were going for that, but. Yeah, I'm totally with with Greg on on a lot of the tonal issues that which is weird because I again, I love Ragnarok and I love all the comedy in there. And even when comedy undercuts moments, it still works for me. But in this situation, uh, in this in this uh, scenario, we shook hands on camera. Yeah, for me, I, I had the same tonal issue with Ragnarok with Hela, where I was talking about where I just kind of feel like Hela doesn't feel right um, it, compared to the rest of the, the high quality moments of the movie. But I think that it's a bigger disservice with Gore because Gore, I think they set up so well and it, it, it is so close to being one of the best of all time. But uh, before we get to the plot, though, let me tell you about our sponsors. I love that sound. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and I know the Kind of Funny store at kindoffunny.com slash store uses Shopify to sell all our merch, including all those cool Portillo shirts you guys have been so great about supporting with. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames right now. Shopify.com slash kf games no one likes waiting on a paycheck especially when you've got bills due good thing there's chime now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit that's up to two more days to save pay bills and generally just feel good about your money situation but chime is more than just about getting paid early it's also an award-winning mobile app checking account debit card and optional savings account so what are you waiting for Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancor Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on your payer. Hit me, Andy. Nick, did you read the Slack, by the way? Yeah, I did. I okay, cool, 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 cool. So just feel free to just feel free to come in whenever. Okay. Right. Is this mic cutting uh, out? Or yeah, you're clipping. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Andy, you're, you're clipping. Just a heads up. Oh, it's okay. cut. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, it was fuck. so good, and then it was just kind of like oh, it was shit. Oh, I you're right. It. You know what? I had the AC running yesterday, so I had to like turn on like all the noise yeah. suppression and everything like that. 
But uh, Nick, just go right ahead, man. Go right Ladies ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, Thor. Love and Thunder. And just to preface, uh, we did not get a chance to uh, take notes for this movie. We saw it a while ago. So I'm going to go off the dome, and that dome's going to be Wikipedia. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we start. I, I, this, so the Wikipedia has it started with him parting waves with the Guardians of the Galaxy, but I don't think so. Doesn't it start no. with Gore? Yeah. It does start with Gore. Yes. Yeah. So we have this incredible scene with Gore uh, with Christian Bale and his daughter, and his daughter unfortunately dies. She dies of, of hunger and thirst in the desert on his planet, uh, and he goes over and sees an oasis. And he finds his god, whatever the god of these people are. And I love how big the gods, the god is compared to him. And whoever the actor that was that played this was great. And there's these little like uh, fairy creatures that are made of 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 the flowers and stuff there. And he asks, he's like, "Why didn't you save? Like, what's going on?" And the guy's like, "Well, this is perfect. Now you have a purpose in life. Uh, the purpose in life is to die for your god. And uh, but without." I guess with a, I can't remember why, but for whatever reason, he looks down and he finds that. Well, remember, they had just killed the guy who showed up with the sword. Oh, and he, right. And the god was like, that's the sword that we're celebrating because that guy would have killed right, me, but right, he's going right. to do it. And then, yeah, when he's got him and he's choking him, uh, the sword does like that that uh, that Snape whispering from uh, Hogwarts where it's like, oh, I'm going to come pick me up and I'll slap him. We come, my baby. Come, come, my baby. And then Gordon goes, I'm going to baby. And fucking just guts this. Motherfucker, yeah. you know? can, can I just redeem myself real quick, guys? Mm-hmm. Can I just mm-hmm. fucking redeem? I feel Absolutely. really bad. If about you play the Butterfly movie. by Crazy Town right now, <laughs> you're gonna redeem yourself. No, okay, I can't play, but I feel like that was close <laughs> to the first note of Butterfly. <laughs> nah. It was supposed to be like really nice and like the it lower nice. kind of like yeah, acoustic really version Low, of yeah, it, it instead really of good. the. But you know, That's like, what a, I'm so disappointed in this goddamn shit. Well, <laughs> Gore decides to shove that sword right in this dude's neck, and I love that every time the gods bleed, it comes out gold, which is super cool. So like those and then he vows, he was like, "I'm gonna, ki- I'm gonna kill all the gods," uh, which is in. So we're gonna start with the Zeus guy. By the way, I love. I'm just gonna skip ahead. Love Russell Crowe. Love everything he did in this movie. Sure, love skirt. the accent. Nailed it. Uh, of course, then we cut over to the Guardians of the Galaxy. I want to tell you a little story about a space Viking. Uh, and that's Thor, man. And Thor's just in this, like, weird state, man. He's kind of, like, he's lost a little bit. He's not quite sure what to do with this next part of his life. Uh, but, of course, the only thing he knows is that he's going to go and help people uh, win wars. And so that's what he's doing right now on this planet. We get this incredible, incredible action sequence where... He's like literally the Guardians of the Galaxy are all pinned down and he's just like, they're like, Thor, are you going to help out? He's like, okay, jumps up and then takes off, of course, the, the robe that he's wearing. He's just so fucking jacked in this movie that I can't even imagine what he yeah. had to do to get his arms that big. Uh, and he says this catchphrase, which was, someone could help me out, I can't remember what it was, this ends now or something like that. This ends here and now. <laughs> and here and now, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the Star-Lord's like mouthing it along yeah, with him like, as he yeah. says it. <laughs> And uh, before we even get to homies. this point, though, like there, yeah. there's so much that happens because it's Taika where it's just throwing so much style at you. Like we get so many great dynamite drop in musical moments throughout this entire movie. But like starting off with the I forget who sings it, but that like the meditation music and and yeah, and your songs. <laughs> that's fucking it. you it's fall true. you accidentally fall asleep and you wake up to that at four in the morning yeah, playing on exactly. some tv channel but like i love that and then also the just the marvel studios logo is uh a guns and roses acoustic style of the marvel studios theme and it kicks into the fucking rock just like andy was doing on that i was like this is 
awesome. And yeah, we we get the setup to this this whole action scene, and I just I love all of the back and forth between Star Lord and um, Thor. I'm just like they continue the shit. Star Lord is over Thor's bullshit, man. And I'm pretty sure it's this point we get our first Guns N' Roses song. We talked about what the soundtrack was going to be last week. And I thought, okay, obviously we've seen Guns N' Roses in the trailer. We're like, there's there's a high probability we're going to get at least uh, Sweet Child of Mine. I thought, I'm like, maybe he won't do Sweet Child of Mine. Maybe he'll just do Welcome to the Jungle or Paradise City. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, slap yourself in the face right now. I'll wait because we get all three of those. And this is where I think this the first sequence is set to... Welcome to Welcome the, jungle, to the right? fucking jungle kicks fucking. in. Now, now, here's the thing. Here's awesome. the thing. Last week, I, I, I declared a pizza bet, and I said mm-hmm. they will play it twice. They will play Sweet Child of Mine twice. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I was wrong because they played it went, once. No. But what if we, like, go halfway? We meet halfway in the middle. It's a tie, just Here. like Jeff Goldblum said. Because, like, they didn't play Sweet Child of Mine twice, but they played, like, every Guns N' Roses song possible, you know? Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say, Andy. I will allow said tie because I did not expect them to play November Rain. <laughs> at point, especially when and how they did. I didn't think I was going to have it at all. So I was like, okay, kudos to you for just going full tilt into uh, Guns N' Roses. This Even thing naming just... a character <laughs> after Axel. Oh, right. That's right. Because he was like, uh, what, was the, what was the character's name supposed to be? Uh, Axiom or some shit like that. Like, Yeah. That, that, that joke didn't work for me either. I just like that he was like, he's talking about Axel from Guns N' Roses. Why not? Everyone loves Guns N' Roses. Um, of course, uh, this this goes bad. Well, it doesn't go bad. He just ends up destroying this temple he's supposed to protect, but he isn't there. And then, and then the guy's like, we're not going to talk about we're not going to talk about the temple. He's like, I'm so sorry about. I get temple. very I get very angry when I talk about the temple. He's like, I get very angry about that. So this scene, uh, this uh, this fight, so scene, hard I, to hear. All it, of this, dude, impossible me. to hear. Like there was lines that I was like, oh, the second time I watch it, I want to keep my ear out for it, and still didn't catch it. Yeah, it was just so much going on, but. Uh, I'm okay with that because this scene just kicks so much to ass. It's so much fun. And it's funny because Andy, when we were watching the trailer, you were like, oh, I really don't like this volume shot of him jumping uh, with Stormbreaker at the ship. Totally different shot in the movie. It's daytime. It's not the purple crazy stuff. It looks way better in the movie than it does in the trailer. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, After this, of course, they they get a bunch of distress signals they have to go to, one of which comes from Lady Sif. And uh, Thor decides it's time to part ways with the Guardians of the Galaxy. We get the scene from the trailer, which is so good. And I can't, I laughed so hard when Thor's like, you can take my ship. She's a sturdy girl. <laughs> She'll get you there. And he's like, it's my ship. You, you can't offer me my ship. All of that was so ridiculously funny. Be careful with her. <laughs> yeah, be careful with her. Take care of her. <laughs> this, is like, this is my ship. Um, all, that was so great. Uh, and then we get that with the great look where he's like, remember when things get tough, just remember you know, the people you love. And then Thor's face comes in and he's like, oh, God, just these guys. These and the thing about Taika is like that we laugh. We've seen this trailer 30 so times at this times. point, right? And we laugh and laugh and laugh. But we see it in the movie and it's still funny. I think still that works. is the yeah. secret sauce to Taika is the context of the jokes make them endlessly funny there was also a joke on the level of um i'm gonna buy dumbbells and when rocket goes you can't eat you know you can't eat dumbbells there was a line on the level of that uh with rocket that he said that i don't quite remember but I got a real out loud lol from me i was chuckling i was i was slapping my knee greg i was fucking i was right next to you i saw it yeah slap Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, of course, uh, at this point you're getting, you, you, we, we get like nebulas over it. She's like, you're an idiot. Uh, we've also been given the, uh, the, 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 not prize, the reward rather for helping them out, which is these two incredibly big goats. Amazing. Um, 
that <laughs> scream like the goats from the Taylor Swift uh, meme, which is the f- so, so stupid. Uh, and then we get this spot where they're on the ship, they're on the Milano, and they're just <laughs> fucking wrecking everything. And they're like, please take these goats away. Anyway, ends up doing that uh, after retrieving the, the distress signal from Sif. He goes to her, uh, and she warns him that uh, Gore was there, and Gore is a god killer, and he's trying to kill every single god, and we have to warn everyone. Of course, Lady Sif is uh, is happy because she'll get to die in battle, uh, which means she'll get to go to Valhalla, but she's going, unfortunately, going to live, and he's like, maybe, but she has, she's missing Maybe your arm's arm. He's like, maybe your arm's gonna go to Valhalla. It's so fucking this, funny, Greg. This was the scene for me where I was like, are we in Korg's story? Like, why is she talking this way? Yep. Like, why is she I mean, acting like are. this? Totally agree. Totally agree, I mean, Greg. again, like, my uh, with all... I mean, if the movie would have ended and it would have been him set, shutting the book and being like, well, maybe it's not all how it happened. Like, I would have been like, oh, all right. I forgive everything I was hung up on and I can't wait to watch this again. It, no. it had the same tone of him kissing the woman on the boat. Like, yeah, it had yeah, that yeah, same yeah. sort of comedic vibe so uh, yeah. where she was talking like the stage play version of her would be talking with Matt Damon and stuff and uh, the other oh, Hemsworth. Fuck. Like she was kind That's of like so talking like that sort of character. I, I'll, and I'll agree. And it's, an, it's, an, it's a little bit of a missed opportunity too, because I feel like had they played this scene a little bit better, it would have gone to setting up what I think they're going with, which is that Thor eventually is going to have something with Sif. Um, but they just didn't have any chemistry in this scene at all. So maybe I'm completely off base in that. But I do remember like at the very end, he sees her training. And, and I think we're supposed to think that maybe that's something that's going to happen. See, like, like maybe and maybe I totally miss this. And maybe I'm going the other way with it and yada, yada, yada. And I know the Jane Foster run of Mighty Thor. I understand picking up the little gold the hammer that I like a lot and being well, she's called Valkyrie, right? Or, oh, isn't my that God, what, I haven't put you off. Uh, Tim, that's her actual title, right? Which he wears she, the, has later the she goes Valkyrie. Yeah. So it's like. You say set up the save. It's like, are they? Because when she goes to Valhalla at the end, I'm like, oh, so they're just gonna bring her back, and like she's gonna come back with this thing. It's like, and that then we're back to James Gunn, where he's always, you know, very much like death needs to matter, and so de- death didn't matter in this movie. And it's like, okay, yeah, but de- well, I mean, that's the thing about MCU at this point, especially with the Thor universe, the death not mattering. Like, yo, it just straight up doesn't matter. Heimdall died. Guess what? He has a son. It's like, okay, cool. Like literally any use case <laughs> necessary for things. Like, Shit, I mean, we need Heimdall for this. What do we do? Give but it's time. even like Thor Ragnarok. It's like let's give her Thor's eye. He loses an eye. When's yeah. he get his eye back? Five minutes yeah, later. Rock is just gonna give him an eye. Um, <laughs> it was upsetting. See, but my thing with my thing with the the Valhalla end credit scene was that it could go either way. Or obviously, yes. If Natalie Portman wants to come back, she's a huge star. I'm sure they'll they'll figure out a way to bring her back. Um, but I also just thought it was nice to be like, hey, I I, I t- personally took it as like a hey, FYI, like she did get into Valhalla. She's like, okay. Yeah, she's okay. She's gonna be okay. And yeah. And, like, well, here's the thing: with like, Idris Elba for the rest You're of her dead. life, which is fucking dope. I You're guess for me, for me, it wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, but like for me, it wasn't even. I want to know where's Captain America? That's what I, I don't. I'm not worried about fucking Jane Foster and goddamn Heimdall partying in Valhalla, right? Is Cap dead? Is he on the moon? That's what I want. Where's his happy end? I want to go to that. For me, it was never an an idea that that Valhalla was ever even an option. Like I I don't know why I didn't even think of that uh, really until we saw that sequence, and it was like kind of a nice closure. I'm kind of with Nick where it didn't feel like, hey, we're we're teasing something for the future. It just felt like, oh, good for them. You know what? They're not like. 
they're not just gone and forgotten forever. They could be forced ghosts or some shit. Who knows? Like, well, best case, best can it, best case that that final scene is all right. Cool, they can bring her back one day if they want to. Whatever. At worst case, it's like, damn, this scene just looks bad. It looks it out of look place. Great. It did not look good. It did not look great. Hey, we're on green screen. Cool. To Andy's point, like they had kind of set up like a, you need to die in battle, and b, you kind of have to be as guardian to go to Valhalla. And so the fact that that Jane got to go, I thought just was like whoever is in charge of this, whatever power that it's be, like, is like, we'll give this. One it's like cap being badass. worthy. Yeah, exactly. Like it was kind of like that cool. vibe for me. Also, I love the fact that you got another. And we're going to get there. We're going to clip right along, ladies there. and gentlemen. But not there. Not yet. <laughs> uh, listen, man, Gore, he's coming. He's going to kill everyone. You got to go warn everyone. Um, and the next target is New Asgard. And he's like, oh, I got to go to New Asgard. Meanwhile, over back on Earth, Dr. Jane Foster uh, is uh, is dealing with cancer treatment she has stage four cancer unfortunately michael i can't remember which one out of how is, many is yeah how many um but it is unfortunately terminal and she's dealing with it as best as she possibly can we get a little cameo from darcy here well darcy like, action got, some hot cheetos yeah you gotta slow down uh you gotta deal with this and she's like no i don't know uh but then uh let's see we see her i think we see her go to um to Asgard, right? Doesn't she do, or do, or is that? We see her walk in. They're doing yeah, the tours. The I think it's our first time getting a tour of the new, new Asgard, right? right. Yeah, we get. We see the play Paradise for the City. First time? Yeah, okay, Paradise, this City kicks off Paradise City plays, and then we get the same shot from Endgame where Hulk and Rocket were on the tiny little back of the truck as they were like right. going down the the wind. But now it's like a big tourist, tourist. attraction. Yeah, Billy, and, a uh, bunch of cruise ships in the background. They, they got, got the Infinity Cone. It's fifty percent off. Which I love, is, by the way, um, I love the design of Mjolnir because they couldn't move it. They had to just dig out to make it on a pedestal, all the earth yeah. around it, and put a little bubble over it, which I thought was cool. I also so love it was cool. like four badass Asgardian guards just there. Um, question for you guys. How hard do you think it was to convince Matt Damon to come back for this role? Easy. Very easy. Super easy. Super easy. Do you think it was a text? Hey, man, you want to do this? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely Again, he and John Hamm are on the same uh, the same wavelength. And Nick, you'll be happy to know that I've just been kind of rewatching old episodes of American Dad. I just leave them on in the background while I'm working on art. <laughs> Excellent. Funny. Excellent. And a lot of commercials for Progressive with John Hamm. By the way, these are oh, they're really? all over. These all episodes over. are. I feel like these episodes are from maybe like winter of last year. Mm. But I like, wow, John Hamm is like in a lot of these commercials. Uh, and I think, oh, it's a YouTube TV thing, which you have YouTube TV, right, Tim? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that may be why. Because I feel like these aren't just commercials playing on TV. These are like YouTube TV sort of specific ads. So, um, other, yeah, John other, Hamm and Matt Damon, same pedestal. Other commercials that play after that one a lot, Nick, you'll appreciate this, is a mm-hmm. Thor Love and Thunder trailer that is a minute and a half long, and it plays the entire thing. And it's just taking Kyle Richards and Dorit from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and green screening them in to hang out with Thor. And it's That's fucking horrible. weird as shit. And I don't understand I who the audience is besides me. It's for that. But it's hey, there we yeah, go. Send it there to we me. go. Send that to me. Um, <laughs> we're going to move along here. Thor arrives. And of course, uh, Gora attacks. And wait, wait, wait. Before is... that, before that, hold on. We, we can't speed through like this entire new Asgard scene because we're, we're here. Oh, we get King Valkyrie, our first introduction to her. She looks a little right. weird looking at the camera and it's like oh she's legitimately doing an old spice commercial <laughs> the guy oh, comes into frame because right. <laughs> and we get that whole thing valkyrie's great she's meeting and greeting everybody we get meek hanging out meek. meek's like kind of running shit um, nowadays 
we get oh. we get the play. I can't eat, how could I even forget? Yeah. There's so much packed into this. We get Matt Damon back. We get the other Hemsworth back. Uh, as, the other as Hemsworth. Uh, we get uh, Sam Neill back as Odin, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and we get a, another incredible surprise cameo playing uh, Hella, none other than Melissa McCarthy, which is. <laughs> The fucking funniest thing ever. It's so good that they it's just got so her in. They funny. just got her in, and it was. And she's just loving every second. It was that she moment where, like, they're building up to you, like, who is this going to be? Yeah, who are they going to be? Someone new now, God, and it was the perfect new. answer. Like, that's yeah. the thing is, like, the way they presented it, and then Mjolnir being on a shitty string, and you see the guy yeah, kind of yeah, pulling yeah, it yeah. over, and he'll grab it. You're a hammer. It's so good. I like when they're go. With they, I forget what the line was, but they're like, "We need to change into our superhero costumes." And they go, and it just kind of shittily rips <laughs> off of them, <laughs> just pieces. Oh, that's great. Uh, we see Jane, of course, over there uh, looking at the thing. And we'll learn, of course, later that uh, because she was worthy for. Well, that's kind of I guess one point of it, but um, w- the reason she's able to, uh, to to do this as they're talking was because we see we saw moments of their relationship before and Thor was so in love with Jane that he made Mjolnir promise to take care of her always, uh, which I thought was, inc- I thought I was so sweet. Uh, that was very cute. Course, yeah. I thought that was very cute. And obviously uh, Mjolnir is like, oh, well, the only way he Mjolnir can take care of her is by imbuing her with the power of Thor. Uh, I loved all of those flashback well. scenes. I thought that was so great. funny. All that stuff was great. And I love, I love their argument later where she's like, he's like, well, I came back and you were gone. Um, and she's like, well, you came back, which means you left. Or <laughs> so like, I forgot how it yeah. went, but it was really good back and forth. Um, and it turns out, yeah, it just didn't work out between the two of them. But hopefully they'll give it one more shot. Anyway, uh, Gore attacks and uh, we get the great moment where it's like Jane. Um, he, he sees Mjolnir for the first time <laughs> and he sees it and he tries to grab Mjolnir. And it's just like it is just that seeing of like seeing your ex-girlfriend. You're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And of course, Mjolnir does not go in his hand. Mjolnir goes right back to Jane's hand. Jane looks incredible. But like, the, watching it the second time, I was able to kind of slow down and notice like a lot more just the cinematography and blocking of things. There is so much insane shit that goes on in this movie. Like, not only is Mjolnir kind of floating in front of Thor, and then it like goes away to go back to uh, Jane Foster, but Mjolnir goes through one of the beasts yeah. in slow motion, exploding him around it, and it is so fucking cool. And you hear Thor be like Mjolnir, but like in slow mo <laughs> as it like ramps up. It's like just such cool Taika shit. Uh, we get the awesome, the other awesome thing where he sees her, does not realize it's Jane, and it's like she's stealing my look, and then kind of like flexes and gets an even more exaggerated helmet and all that stuff, like all sorts of gold, you know, uh, majesty and all that. Dude, yeah, his course, suit is so awesome. In everything this movie. he does in this, is, I love the. Again, I love the ultra saturated royal blue. It looks so damn good. Uh, of course, he eventually realizes it's Jane, and he's uh, very, very taken aback to see her and blushes constantly. And she says, how long has it been? Like, uh, three years? Is it like seven <laughs> years, eight months, 60 seconds, or whatever he says? But who's counting? Uh, Works perfectly. Perfect line. Um, worked in the trailer, worked in the movie, like, watching it. Great line. Uh, of course, Gore, he ends up fighting Gore, uh, and between the two of them, they overpower him, but Gore decides that uh, he's going to steal the kids. And I love how Gore moves through the shadows and the shadows grow into like the vines and the vines become like the, the gross creatures they have to fight. And normally uh, I don't like when they have to fight these just random generic creatures, but I thought I, these worked for me for whatever reason. I think it's uh, a personality this, thing. Yeah. This works because they're Gore's minions. I feel yeah. like there is a bad guy. These are disposable things right. he's calling from whatever. They're, they are a threat, right? They're not like, it's not that what we had with Eternals. 
I was yeah. like, cool. There's a bunch of weird guys, and there's no leader until one of them gets smart. And he goes, I'm going to get the Eternals. What I appreciate about it and why I think it, it works a little okay. bit better Eat is that the each of the I'm monsters bad. had an individual scary design as opposed to just they're all just these generic yeah. bad yeah, guy looking yeah. things. It was like, oh, it's like all scary shit. Like, oh, it's a spider looking thing. It's a scorpion looking thing. Like, it, it kind of felt a little bit more grounded in something that coming from the shadow realm that he's controlling and, and um i i th- them coming out of the shadows made the blocking a lot of the the shots kind of have to get really creative and not be the typical mm-hmm. coverage for action scenes so i thought that was cool Andy, and and also just the the effect of the shadows growing were all was also like every time they showed that it showcased really well because of the blocking and stuff and it's mm-hmm. a sequence from kind of a almost like a like a top-down like almost like isometric video game style view and it's gore on the ground and then you see the shadow that he's casting grow and it's it's such an easy effect like there's not too much crazy going on there like imagination or creativity wise but it's just really damn cool to see on screen like yeah it's just really well done especially if yeah, he's fighting all that jazz uh, of course, they thwart Gore, but he escapes, kidnapping all or a lot of the Asgardian children. This is very, very scary. Very 80s, by the way. Mm-hmm. He puts them. Uh, I'm gonna skip ahead. He puts them in a pen, and the pen reminds me of the uh, the the statues that come alive in Beetlejuice. I don't know why. I'm just that's from Beetlejuice. You wouldn't let us know because you don't let us do Beetlejuice in review, Tim. Yeah, Tim. All one uh-huh. movie in Beetle in the Beetle. There's a cartoon uh, series too. There's a cartoon series. Okay, love that enough, series. Wow, well, everybody, it's time for a new segment. Everybody, a new segment that started uh, on the prior episode of Thor Ragnarok in review. Ready? Keeping it real. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Greg, he's a freak. Let's find out what he slacked last week. I didn't really do that too great. But anyway, let's find out what Greg slacked last week. If y'all remember last last week on Thor Ragnarok in review, <laughs> Greg slacked me something. And I said, I'm going to read that on the next episode. And you'll have to wait to find out. And so um, here we go with bated breath. Greg last week slacked me out of nowhere. Some thing wicked this way comes on on each different yeah. line. All yeah, caps. We knew. And then I replied, why? And then uh, about 10 minutes later, he's like, Andy, I got to pee. Keep the humor going. Keep the humor I'm known for going. <laughs> known for it. And he did. He did, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, I'll, get the, I'll get the theme song better next time. So that's Now, this Greg is something I expect week, only the one. The only. The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino, to be with me. Is that last week, yeah, I don't know. I was miles away, but you guys were just yab, 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 yab. And then you some, yeah, at some point, you said something wicked this way comes. Which if you're going to, Tim, I'll wait for you because this is a fucking story for you, you piece of shit. Get back here, you fucking basketball yeah, short so wearing with your hats on. I'll come. You're like, God damn, he's lucky I don't live closer. I'd drive over there right now to every one of them goddamn pictures off the wall. I'd flip every one of these chairs. What do you got, Nick? What do you have to say? I was going to say, in the shorts with the beanie, he looks like a hipster elf. Just a little bit, like a Keeler elf, you know? Mm. He just looks like a guy who someone needs to talk to, you know? <laughs> Your friend gets up in the middle of a call like that. That's when you all go, yeah, man, is Tim okay? What's up with Tim, man? I I just got to take a pee-pee. I I haven't heard him talk about G in a while. (laughs) Is everything okay? Then we've seen her. Like, you know what I mean? Are they still together? You know, fair enough. How long can you drag out an engagement? You know, Jesus. Fair enough. As long as it has to go. All right. That's enough. That's enough, Greg. 
Sorry, I'll, I'll pull it back to something that Wicked This Way comes. Kevin, I forgot you were here, honestly, too. I apologize. Oh, uh, this is something else hey, I'd expect why you, you to know. apologize to me? Because I would have referenced you when I did the reference to the one and only producer slash producer, because this is actually going to be way more up your alley, all right? Okay. So now we, we're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> and <laughs> Tim hates us so Hold much. Hold it together. Hold it together. I understand right it. Well. I get it. I totally get it. Kevin and Tim. You know, Kevin wow. and Nick. When, I, when you hear something Wicked This Way comes, what do you think of? Harry Potter. Double, yeah. double toil and trouble. Something, Something wicked, wicked this way comes. And that's why I sent it to you like it, Andy. Yeah, I thought maybe yeah. you'd want to be there with me. You're the music Fucking guy, all right? You're the middle time. guy and you're the music guy. So I, I thought didn't know maybe that was be there. I don't see that as a Harry Potter thing. I'm sorry. I just thought that was like a general Halloween thing. I don't know. Yeah, that, that reminded me more of a... The witch Kevin, movie. I, Kevin, if you remember, I didn't think you were here, so you can go away because Nick proved my point. It's fine. I should have uh, leaned on him. Said, you specifically said that you, you, you apologized to me in front of fucking yeah. <laughs> Now I'm revoking the apology. Oh, and now you All owe right, me excellent. an apology. Is that what you want? I will yeah. never apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along with the plot, someone's gotta have us start talking to Tim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the takeaway of this. Uh, back to the plot, of course. Is she um, okay? Yes, she is okay. She is oh, good. Good. Is cool. Uh, we get a moment. We get a quiet moment with Jane where she checks in uh, on Jane Foster instead of being Mighty Thor, and she is still sick and can't figure out why uh, she's. It, it's not working. That she's not being healed. Uh, this causes a lot of frustration. We get a great moment where she smashes down on the sink and then looks over and Valkyrie's there. And Valkyrie's like, "I get it. I've been there. You don't have to say anything." Uh, of course, Valkyrie goes and grabs her badass. Uh, I forget the name of her sword, but it's like that green sword that she used in, in Ragnarok. That's like the Valkyrie sword. Um, and they all go over and try to figure out what's going on. Everyone's freaking out, of Hold course. On. Before, before this, this scene, I, I just fucking love it. It's like, you ready? And she pulls up Mjolnir. It's like, you ready? Pulls up the sword, pulls up her daggers, pulls up the thing. She's like, a hand grenade? She's like, no, it's a portable speaker. And it plays Mary J. Blige's family affair. Yes. It's just, it's the yeah. perfect type. Of, you Didn't don't work like it? Me. This whole thing, it. I was like, mm, hated no, it. not feeling this oh, at all. Oh, perfect song. Fucking perfect no, song. No, I don't this mean a song, me? but like everything no. that just happened, like the. Guys, I'm to fucking. The punchline is made it worth it for me i'm gonna slack you guys the definition of fun didn't Maybe work for me Greg. he's just gonna send you a fucking a photo of Greg? the adventures in babysitting or goddamn the heat or something don't worry everybody it's okay do i have to do Claude a van damme but you Nick know what? we're freak. just gonna move on what doesn't work for me about this <laughs> is the, the, the mighty thor storyline in general like jane cancer getting mjolnir to help her every time she uses mjolnir it is messing her up like i feel like this movie only works because on the most base level it's like they say it works this way so it does this scene to me it just reads wrong like i feel like we need a little more setup a little more after to like really drive home what is happening otherwise i feel like it's just kind of it's kind of messy and like it, even in the beginning when she like looks over at the books to read about mjolnir and like getting the idea of all this it's all there's like a sound cue that makes it yeah. sound like the books were calling to her like there's just weird little things that i feel kind of like make it a messier than it than it needed to be. and then it was oh mjolnir was calling to me and i'm like all right i guess because she says that or two, because I, he felt that she he knew she was gonna die and and thor said hey promise me you'll take care of us and i was like get over here i got maybe you. mjolnir should have pulled its pieces together stopped wearing a beanie with basketball shorts and got over there and helped you know <laughs> like mjolnir, i walk in i'm like are you okay jeez man what i do for you <laughs> Do I need to Uber yeah. Eats dinner for you right now? Oh, man. Pizza and LaCroix cans all around you? 
Christ. <laughs> anyway, they're trying to I figure still out. got it. <laughs> yeah, you do. You sure do. They're trying to figure out what to do here. Uh, Thor's like, I know exactly where we're going to go. And then, of course, the Axel is like, hey, Thor. And Thor like goes, hey, your dad taught me how to do this, which I thought was cool. And he was like, just focus on where you're at, and I'll come to you. And he sees the kids, and the kid, he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks over and sees they're headed toward the, the dark hole. What was it called? The, the dark world? Shadow uh, Realm. Shadow Realm. And he's like, I know which where they're Which is like such be. a... Uh, like bad anime thing but <laughs> i will say it's I, lo- right? yeah. I loved how when they went there i loved it how oh, everything yeah. had a little yeah. touch of color when they were powered up and then they, they so sick the darkness kind of took it over went black and white again the mario and galaxy also, planet yeah I, I i assume so i never played it. um i will say this though <laughs> i'm thinking of a movie that was shot in black and white greg what do you think clerks exactly okay greg and i are watching you guys welcome to the asshole i was thinking gone with the wind welcome it's been a while uh this whole scene where they're in the little um i don't know the the communal area where like all of new asgard is the amount of cameos and like usage of cameo dialogue the matt damon stuff of like oh we we should we should turn this into a play (laughs) so good (laughs) scene nights the children are stolen it's so fucking funny uh but we get a cameo from daryl a named cameo from Daryl. And I don't know if you guys awesome. remember who Daryl is. Oh, yeah. Me and, oh. me and Andy popped real hard for Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> but Daryl, when uh, we watched all the Marvel Studios one shots uh, a couple months ago, and there was the Thor Ragnarok ones, um, and they were just hanging out with a random dude, it was Daryl. And now he's he's canon in New Asgard. So That's I love great. that. That means probably Asgard. that, you know, Grandmaster's living there. You're right. So. <laughs> he might be in God. jail after uh, killing that one guy who couldn't get the the guitar parts right. <laughs> what he, Jeff Goldblum's quoted about it, right? No, I'll find it if I can find it. Go ahead, sorry. Well, those but anyway, are yeah, not canon. The the one shots. That no, was a no, perfect. Sorry. That was a perfect cameo. Like that. Yep. The, seeing that is like the perfect callback to like real ones. Bad. Know if you yep. happen to watch the one shots, you know. Yeah uh of course uh they're trying to figure out what to do and thor is like i know where i know where he is i'll just go right now but he uses stormbreaker and stormbreaker just is not focused enough i can't get him over there uh, apparently all these uh, special weapons have access to the bifrost but you got to have a little bit more focus and, and, and a ship uh, to navigate them and of course he's like we don't have a ship and valkyrie's like yes we do and it's the ship that's over there serving as a tour tourist attraction uh greg sorry to interrupt you i, I found it so it was an interview with esquire uh am i going to be in love and Th- this is jeff Goldblum. am i going to be in love and thunder the truth is, and I can say it now because the trailer has come out, I appear in it. It's my most challenging role to date, and I believe my highest accomplishment. I'm not seen visually. You never see me. And you don't hear me, nor am I referred to, I believe, in any scene. I am sensed only vibrationally. It's up to the viewer to pick up on that, dot, that's dot, great. dot. But you will feel something, and that will be me. And that's when Daryl pops up, and that's why I can tell you, confirmed canonically, that uh, Grandmaster is living in New Asgard. That is that's funny. I, I can also tell you canonically in the real world that um, both the Grandmaster and um, Peter Dinklage's character from Infinity War mm-hmm. were supposed to be in this movie and they were both killed by gore. And oh. uh, they, they ended up cutting those scenes. They were shot, but they Good. cut them. Good. Oh, wow. See, that's they, what didn't, I they didn't want to kill these characters off. Exactly. Exactly. Even though death doesn't matter, so it doesn't matter, you know. Mm-hmm. Matters. They could have had one scene at the end where like, where, we're in Valhalla too. 
And Axl Rose is here. I don't even he's dead. We, no, we, he's, we, we, he's we, wait, did Slash play the guitar? It doesn't matter. Roll the credits. <laughs> <laughs> My God. All right. Uh, anyway, they decide to make a ship uh, out of the old tourist attraction, and Stormbreaker is the navigational Bifrost. And of course, they strap the two goats to the front of it, and off we go to Omnipotent City to warn but, the other but, gods and ask for their help. But before that, I just also I just have to again call out the sequence when he's looking at at uh, Mjolnir and then Stormbreaker just, co- just kind it's of like in. again the way the blocking of that shot it's such a an SNL Mad TV type thing where somebody's just off camera holding the hammer <laughs> like moving it into the shot <laughs> it's so fucking funny and it works for me every time it and they're good. like oh oh didn't see you there <laughs> like god damn it it's perfect dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um the plan here of course is they're going to recruit the rest, tell, warn the rest of the gods uh the greek gods here and all the gods from all the other cultures um about what's happening and they're going to ask zeus for help and he's totally going to help them of course uh they land there and they uh, they're like listen we can't we got to sneak in we got to get disguises valkyrie knocks some people out and off we go to the greatest sequence ever put on film where russell crowe just chewing scenery over there uh playing uh playing zeus in the world's skimpiest little skirt and he kind of curtsies as he comes down oh the stairs which is great great uh, comedic stuff from fucking russell crowe like i yeah. was not expecting that i was yeah. when you have an actor like him it kind of reminds me of um not that tom cruise has ever been as good of, of an actor as russell crowe but like when Tom Cruise came out in Tropic Thunder, I was more laughing at the concept and the idea of it, but like comedically, it just wasn't working for me in in a lot of what he was saying. And I thought I might have the same feelings here about an actor of his sort of legendary status, Russell Crowe. You know, here I am going to be this silly guy. I was like, oh, man, this probably isn't going to work. And it worked so beautifully. Like, I thought he did a great job. I also just love that he's the god of gods. Like, like, everyone there is a god, but they're all, like, revering him. They're here to party. They're here to orgy. They're here for it all. And, like, when Thor's losing his mind at the entrance... He's like, no, Zeus is doing his entrance. Like, he loves his entrance. It's yeah, so it's a funny. Thing. <laughs> I, I do love, I want to note that uh, we see the other gods from all the other cultures. Korg's god is there. I forget what the name of that god was. We get the god of dumplings, which is a very weird and surreal thing that they put is out. Is it the little, the little head? Little or bow. Yeah. No. Puppet thing? The, there was the, the bow god, which was like a dumpling. And then there was the the Korg, the Cronin god, which mm-hmm. like was on, like it looked like a, the Game of Thrones mm-hmm. um, throne, but it was oh, like scissors. Scissors were the... <laughs> Again, like that's the type of humor that I'm like, that is I am. I'm not shocked that that is a joke that was just allowed to happen. But like, it's hilarious and it works because we know it's Taika. But it's little jokes like that that kind of make it feel like the Star Wars parodies of Family Guy, where like that's a joke that someone would say like, oh, Korg should have a god. And it should be scissors, like a game of throw. Like, that's the type of humor that it still works for me. It's still funny, but I don't expect that to be in the MCU canon. (laughs) It's hilarious, though, but it's it's bizarre. Little rock. Yeah, it almost feels like a multiverse thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, of course, the scene does not go the way they want it to go. Uh, he's like, I'll just go talk to him right now. And he ends up uh, getting tied down by some of Zeus's bolts and flicked. And he's like, I, you're, you look like you're in disguise. I flick you. I flick you is what he says. And he goes, oh, you flick too hard, damn it. And he winds up naked. And everyone in the theater and everyone in, in the arena passes out because Chris Hemsworth naked body in his butt is just overwhelming to all it's of us. Pure- I think I speak- it's incredible this were this they scene, born though, born in labs now it's time to rank those abs in the name of the father and the son and mr kenny loggins i'd like everyone to pray with me for a second as we start this podcast everyone close your eyes give me a sign of Christ. dear baby jesus dear kenny loggins thank you so much for making chris hemsworth dedicated to his body this scene worked really well for me uh, he's incredibly jacked out of his goddamn mind, <laughs> and we got to see his butt. Amen. Thank you for all the scientists just pumping whatever shit they need to in his <laughs> body. <laughs> it was insane. Like it, he, I know every time we say, "Oh, he's never looked better." I don't know if he's Not ever he's, looked better. I like think this, this was number one. He's we've just seen so more of him. Big. I guess that's the thing. He showed it all off, and it was like, "Damn, it all looks good." But not only did it look good, this scene was so fucking funny. Earlier, I was saying that like the trailer scenes in the movie somehow were better. This is a perfect example. The flick joke is so great, but everything surrounding it here contextually is just it enhances the comedy. Him being seen from behind and having the tattoos and the rip Loki on his back. (laughs) Like, it's just fucking great. I forgot about that. They must they took that out for the trailer, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's I'll tell you what I needed more. Uh. I needed more dudes fawning over his body. I feel like well, you should have sat next to me. Well, that's what I'm saying. The only there. people, the only dudes fawning over his body were in the theater when we all watched it together. Because, like in the movie, it's it's it felt like a very um, like in Aladdin where all the women are like going crazy over Aladdin. Like it just mm-hmm. kind of felt like it was only women that we saw. Like, oh my no, god, look how beautiful there. There he is! Like dude, Zeus angels or whatever they wanted to be. Oh really? I they just were, saw a bunch of in, I just saw a bunch of ladies like kind of like you know drooling over him. I needed more dudes kind of drooling over. So, yeah, him. I, I liked I like I, I like when they cut over to Valkyrie and to Jane and they're both having <laughs> different reactions. But let's let both this keep like, going. Yeah, because Valkyrie's like this is like you could tell it's less of an attraction thing and more of just like it's so fun to watch Thor be just completely embarrassed like this or like in this vulnerable state. I thought Tessa Thompson did a great job. Did there. any of you guys um, catch what Korg said about Thor's dick? No, because there was some line and it sounded funny, but I, I didn't hear what it was. Oh, no. Anyway, someone someone watch it. Let me know in the comments below because I want to go, go watch. Got to get to the bottom of this. Fantastic. Anyway, uh, it goes bad. And uh, Zeus ends up in, uh, uh, being like, no, we got to kick him with ass. So they start fighting. And I think this is the first time where we see uh, Jane use Mjolnir and it breaks apart. It might be. It might be. No, she used that in the, the fight with okay. the shadow people. It's so oh, good. The cool. sound design Badass. and just the visuals of it all, like they nailed it, man. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we saw that. That was introduced in that outside um, uh, new Asgard uh, scene. But that is like one of the coolest. Again, it's like they are game designers trying to create a fighting kit for this character. How do we make this combat kit awesome? We have this new idea where the the hammer's broken. How do we kind of play around with that? So and they play around with it in the perfect way possible where it's just, it's an AOE attack. <laughs> and it just kind of spreads apart. And then, again, the sound design. Like, holy fuck, it sounds so badass. Okay, I'm going to Google AOE. Area of effect. effect. Thank you. 
of course, this whole thing goes bad, and uh, Zeus ends up injuring Korg. I don't know if he does he hey, blows him apart here, right? And only Korg's face is left, or is that later? Yeah, he like shoots him, and he like ex- ex- like he gets hit, and then he starts like falling apart, and, crumbles, and then his right? head is there. But he's like, I'm okay because uh, Cronin the only lives through its mouth. Yeah, but he's surprised by that, which I like. Hilarious. Uh, and of course, uh, Thor does not take this lightly. He grabs Zeus's lightning, catches Lu- Zeus's light thunderbolt, throws it right back, and just fucking right through his chest, impaling, like basically killing him, or so we think. Um, he grabs lightning bolt, and they uh, all escape. Uh, and they go, well, you know what? They're not going to come with us. In fact, they're probably all wanting to kill us now, which I would, which is probably spoiler is going to be maybe the next uh, Thor movie. Uh, this is another question I have right? for people in the comments. There's uh, when they escape out of the omnipotent city area, yeah. like there's two celestials that like come in and are like yeah. looking. And, one of them uh, looks like the dude from Eternals, right? That's my thing. Uh, who the hell are they? Are they ones we've seen before, or are they just different celestials we haven't seen yet? And where are they going to be part of the orgy? Because that's a lot of KY jelly. Yeah. Good sure. point. Sure. What was the one from Returnals? Uh, Arish, 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 Arishem. Arishem? Yeah, there it is. Uh, so off we go. A little unmanned over to the Shadow Realm to save the kids. And this is where the fucking ghost smash into the thing. And I start <laughs> laughing again. I'm like, I'm right back in on this joke. Well, before before uh, that, though, we get the whole the traveling on the boat sequence, which oh, is really right. kind of the heart of, of course, a lot that of that. That is the heart of it. Uh, this is where they talk about their relationship. Um, and we know they have feelings for each other. And I think... This is not. This isn't the part where he's like, "I want to feel like shit about you," right? It is. Like, oh, this is that part. Yeah. So th- th- there's a lot of conversations happening where it's Korg talking to Valkyrie about her experience with love and loving losing her other Valkyrie, and then Korg gives his story about how his his two dads uh, made love to make him by singing in the and then the, 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 the fire. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then uh, they start talking about Thor and and Jane as well, and that's when they yeah. they go out there see the dolphins and shit. That's great. Yeah. And Thor has, and obviously Thor is like all, he's all tongue tied and all thumbs. He doesn't know really what to do, but he, but breaks what I like about it, one, give us another shot. What I like about this is it, it came from Star Lord. Like, I, I like how Andy was saying in this movie, it's kind of like Thor showing off and like, he's like, all I have left is waiting for people to come to me and ask me to help them fight. And I love that while he thinks that he's actually surrounded by so many people that care about him and love him and like throughout this movie he gets like little bits of knowledge that like better him and enhance him and when we see him end this movie there's a lot of development where it's like he's the whole thing about him he wants something to feel shitty about and he wants to feel love like i like that they backed it up with even different types of love of star lord being the one to tell him like yo like you it's worth feeling shitty about losing things yeah and like they, they did a good job of tying it together here. Yeah, yeah 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 absolutely um Great scene. Uh, we see Stormbreaker. I think at one point he starts off by like apologizing to Stormbreaker, where he's like, "Look, it's a miscommunication." <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is great. Pours beer on. He does pour beer out of this right time. Time we had our first beer together. Um, <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. Um, and then of course they crash land onto the Shadow Realm, and I think they get. I think maybe they kiss here. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a really nice scene. I think this is one of those moments where I'm like, yeah, these two are great actors, and they got good chemistry. And but it's sad, you know, because you know you kind of know what's going on with Jane. Um, but the, this crashing into the planet scene is it, it's great because not only is it it 
funny because it's unexpected. The goats enhance it even more, make it even funnier. But it's also just visually cool as hell, and I've never seen anything like it. Like the idea of the planet looking like a planet. We understand what a ship going to that means, but it hitting into it, it's like, oh, the scale's off. And that's where the Mario Galaxy thing comes into play. Oh, where that makes I see what you're saying. They, were they like get off and like they're like allowed to like kind of run around the planet. It's so visually interesting and like yeah. such a, a great use of space that we haven't seen so far. Uh, of course, when they go into uh, to investigate, Jane figures out that actually this is a trap. They've been lured there because Stormbreaker uh, is has a, has control of the Bifrost, and that can take uh, him to eternity, where he can then uh, where Gore can then ask and get one wish granted, which means he can just kill all the gods in one foul swoop. Of course, I think it's at this point where I was like, okay, that's 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 something. Uh, also, I knew exactly how this was going to end at that point. I was like, cool, he's going to wish for his daughter to come back. Uh, that's what's going to happen because we know that's what should happen. But anyway, it doesn't matter. She takes fucking Stormbreaker and just hurls him into the goddamn cosmos. And he's like, why would you do that? And she goes, because Stormbreaker is what he wants. And now we got to fight. But of course, Gore is way too overpowered in, in the Shadow Realm and uh, quickly gets all of them and threatens uh, everyone else's life if he doesn't call Stormbreaker back. Um, they fight. Stormbreaker comes back, they fight, but Gore ends up getting the better of him and uses Stormbreaker to open a portal to Eternity. Uh, Valkyrie gets stabbed, uh, and I think uh, Jane gets injured as well. Oh. Uh, Thor, what's up? I think, no, I, oh, no also, I think we also missed some of the the Thor using Astrid. Um, oh, we did miss a couple of those moments, because we missed this really scary part where... Like, uh, the kids were telling each other stories, and Gore's like, I have a story for you guys, and then throws a fucking head of one of the serpents at yeah. them, and it's really, really scary. Uh, yeah, we did skip past that part. I, I thought that part was scary as shit. I, um, Andy said people didn't like very much, but I was like, oh, damn, Christian Bale's a really good actor. With oh, no, people laughed. Uh, that's, that's the thing. Like, people, like, thought it was funny when... Pe people think that... Uh, I, I don't know. I think people laughed assuming that it was supposed to be played for comedic effect. Like, oh, here's this here's this villain trying to relate to the kids somehow and and he's 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 a bumbling fool he's like trying to be friendly and he's like kind of scaring them but it just didn't really play that way for whatever reason uh in that theater um it didn't feel uncomfortable it felt like every it was like oh what a, what a silly goofy guy he's like here he is trying to fail to like be a, a an adult to these kids or whatever i don't know i just felt odd uh we go back to earth at some point because they're they're now uh yeah what happens there's a big fight on the shadow realm planet right. and this is where all the cool color stuff and then um they the gord doesn't get the best of them it's they're they're transporting valkyrie gets stabbed they're like we gotta save her we gotta get her out of here and so they're trying to oh, uh, right. buy Frost transporting, back. he grabs gore kind of grabs it yeah he comes out of the shadows and grabs it. that's right uh so they go back to earth and they are um Gosh, I think they're stranded there, right? But he still has Mjolnir. Uh, Valkyrie is injured. She can't go on and fight. Uh, and it turns out that Jane is uh, is still very, very much uh, suffering from cancer. And uh, we get the reveal here that every time she uses uh, Mjolnir, it becomes Mighty Thor. It actually stops any of the treatment, uh, the human treatment, Earth treatment, rather, from, from helping stop the cancer. And so basically she has a, a choice to make here. Either she can ride one more time as Mighty Thor or... Uh, Thor makes her promise to stay on Earth because he's like, I want to give, I really want to give this one more shot, and we can't, you know, we have to do that. You have to do everything you can to get better uh, because he loves her, uh, and so she decides to stay behind for now. Uh, Thor then goes. How does he? How does he get to Eternity or the portal to Eternity? Does he just use Milner? No, he uses Lightning Bolt, 
and it's like a new teleport graphic style. Oh, right. And like, like part of it, like, like goes around him in a more Zeus like way. It's pretty sick. So with Mjolnir and with, uh, actually, I think, does he leave Mjolnir behind? I can't remember. Either way, he gets there with the, the lightning bolt and finds all the kids. Uh, and Gore is there. And Gore, he's like, oh, no, this is not going to go well for me. Uh, so we have to do something to save all of these kids. And, of course, all the, little, all the bad guys of Gore's, like, little arms and, and, and shadow realms are uh, they're coming to attack them. And so Thor has to make Colin Olive. He's like, everyone pick something up. Doesn't matter what it is. Little girl picks up a teddy bear, for Christ's sake. And he imbues all of them with the power of Thor temporarily. For a limited uh, time for only. For a limited time only. Uh, which I love, I love it. In there. I love it. My one wish was I wish they would have done it. And when it happened, and they all were like, we look at Thor and then we cut back the kids, and their whatever they were holding turned into mini Mjolnirs, and they were in the outfit with the cape that they were in Thor outfits. That's what I was hoping for. Uh, and I really would have loved that. I'm I with think, you. Yeah, I would have liked a little bit more pomp and circumstance with the costumes. I, I don't. I think the little mini Mjolnir might have been a little too far, but uh, I did like that. The, what they were holding like had power to it. Like even all the little objects seemed to have like an electricity to it, like Thor. Uh, and anyway, they end up fighting their way over. Remember uh, Rain? Oh, that's right. Is this where Remember <laughs> Rain kicks in? It just fucking <laughs> kicks in, and it's awesome. So freaking good. Uh, of course, they make it over to the Bifrost, and he gets them all home. But Gore gets the better of him, and who should come in to save him? But we all do it, of course. Uh, Mighty Thor comes to save him, and they give they have a look where he just he has that look where he's like, "Damn, Damn it. it, you know, that's it." I knew you, I knew you were gonna do it, but it's sad. Uh, and then fighting uh, Stormbreaker, of course, is like I think at this point he's like nested into the ground, so we have to like beat him up. Yeah. With the, He's so Stormbreaker was put in the ground by Gore, and then like shadow hands were coming out and grabbing it to like pull it back into the floor. So oh, when right, Thor right. came to try to get it out, he had to kind of like fight these like hands. How did he have to get it out there, Tim? How did he have to get it out? You kind of like, but how did you, how did he get it out? He just like, he just pulled it out. He had to pull it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. there it is. Thank gotcha. you. God, gotcha. Right. That's, that's what, things were getting a little too That's serious, what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Jane gets injured as well. Does she get stabbed, or does she just kind of fall because she's she's, she's dying? just? I think she's just dying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she like does a, a really like powerful hit, and then she kind of like falls down yeah, after it for her. Uh, and we go off into eternity. Where... No, so before that, we get like the Mjolnir goes and kind of hits Gore a lot, right? And then um, Thor is holding on to to gore and they're fighting and it's it's the lightning bolt versus um the necrosword the necrosword and it's like being pushed like this and then that's where um oh, right. thrown and it like breaks the necrosword right. in half um which is cool but what i don't like is then jane falls to the floor and the pieces of mjolnir are coming back to form but then the necrosword is kind of pulling them to reform itself and it's like what the fuck? Like, that just seems like one element that ne- was never introduced and doesn't even make sense. Yeah, but doesn't she then capture them in Mjolnir as a re? Yeah, and it kind of yeah. looks like the Valkyrie weapon she'll, that Valkyrie has in the comics or whatever. Yeah. When she when Jane Foster becomes Valkyrie, the little gold scepter. Yeah. Interesting. Like I mean, it still doesn't make sense, though, because, like, it, it was looked, weird. It was a it weird. It looked cool as fuck. Like, oh, yes. the, the idea that, yeah, these the necrosword pieces are trying to rejoin, but then Mjolnir coming back and and pulling them all back towards it. And just was a really awesome effect that I don't really care what happens canonically. It just looked though. It was worth it for the special <laughs> um, effect. Of course, it's all just an excuse to get us over to eternity where Gore wins and he gets the opportunity to make that wish. But Thor pleads with him and says, listen, you know what you got to do here? Like I would do anything to basically get 
my love back with with Jane and like you can get that back. You you can get your daughter back right now. You don't have to be on this path anymore. And so of course he makes the wish and his daughter, I guess whose name is Love, uh comes back, which I didn't know if, if Thor named her that or if that just was her name. Uh but she comes back and we have a very endearing scene where Gore asks Thor to like take care of her, which is good. So good. Yeah. Uh and he dies. Uh and off we go. Uh let's see. Uh, uh and then we get this great little scene where Thor, I guess, well, Natalie Portman's character as well uh, passes away. And that's a very sad scene. Then um, we get a scene where, because I'm skipping along here, these guys don't have a ton of detail here, but we get to see where we cut back. I'll just Crush cut me. over to, uh, to him taking love to her first day of school or so we think. But it's not really, he's like, remember, you know, there's going to be kids that are people that are out there that are getting picked on. You need to stand up for them. And you're like, oh, that's a really nice thing for a dad to teach his daughter. And then, of course, the, the little, uh, the door opens up the ship and it's actually like a battle. They're actually going there to kick some ass. And she's got this badass, like, um, the purple power. I don't know what, what if you guys know what that power is. It's from Eternity. Like, she's she's the child of Eternity. So she has, like, super crazy god powers, too. Oh, that's that awesome. That are related to Thor, which is pretty dope. But also, the, I love the Mjolnir reveal. Where he's like, oh, where's Mueller at? And like, she has it. And she's like, oh, he's in bed. And oh, right. Pull a little she, bed out. And there's like a little girl paint all over it. But what I he's love like, too That's is like, never going to come off. <laughs> when they get out, though, she uses Stormbreaker and he uses yeah, Mueller, which is super cool. Uh, we did skip a scene where uh, back in New Asgard, Valkyrie and Sif are training the younger generation of Asgardians to be warriors as well. Uh, Sif is missing her arm, but she's still a badass. Uh, and then uh, we cut over as they're running, as Thor and Love are running toward uh, the the battle. And we get the title card finally. It just says Thor, Love, and Thunder, uh, which is very, very cool. Well, with one of those really like great narrations by Korg right. talking about it and being like, like, they are Love and Thunder. Like, and uh, was oh, awesome. yeah. And then Sweet Child of Mine hits in. And it's great like, way this to punctuate is fantastic. that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, everything goes. And then we get the mid credit sequence uh, where Zeus is not dead. He's just being, his, his injuries are being tended to, uh, and he's kind of pissed off and he enlists his son, Hercules, who, if I'm not mistaken, is the dude from Ted Lasso uh, to is. go and kill Thor and all. I think all the Asgardians just rain fire down Asgard. Uh, and Brett credit, Goldstein. Yeah. He's hilarious. And if you haven't watched Ted Lasso, you should, it's an incredibly enduring show. Uh, in the post-post-credit sequence, uh, Jane Foster arrives in the gates of Valhalla, and she is greeted by none other than Heimdall, uh, played by Idris Elba, once again, who welcomes her. And that is Thor, Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Andy, hit me with Tycoon Review. Hold on, let me get the scenes. Yeah, I had to rebuild I'd love it everything. if you grab the guitar, but then still play the music on us. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I just have to remember how to play it. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If it's not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like Cameron Kennedy did to write your review in haiku form. Cameron says, we had asked for more. Christian Bale was great at score. Taika just gets Thor. Ignacio Rojas says, how does he do it? This movie is so much fun. We'll change the end, though. And Mr. Hawks says, he's here and he's there and he's every fucking where. It's Roy fucking Kent. Yes, yes, that is the best. So there you go. <laughs> there little you Ted go. Lasso humor for you guys. A little rock, paper, scissor humor. <laughs> little rock, paper, scissor humor. Uh, let's do Ragu Bagu. Do 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 ragu do 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 ragu. 
What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast. We rank all the villains of the MCU universe. As you know, it started to get a little unwieldy over here, so we broke it into tiers. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. All 46 villains of the X-Men, MCU, Deadpool, you know, they're all here. They're all yeah, here they're having all fun. Of them. Are broken down S through F in terms of rankings. So we will begin this conversation with asking the panel, Gentlemen, where is Gore in the tiered system? Timothy Gettys. Oh, start with me is rough. I know. I it feel. Is. I feel like I'm not confident in You've my. Seen it my, twice, Tim. I I did, and then and Gore is the thing where we keep saying this. Christian Bale is so good, and I think oh, that the, the gore in this movie is so good, but. I don't know if it lives up to the story they presented for him and him being the God butcher and him going out with the, the, with the levels of fear that we get hints of it. The action scenes with him are really cool. The shadow monsters are cool. Like there's more good than bad. I think anything negative I have to say about Christian Bale's gore in this is just that we know what the potential is. And I don't think it was met, but the fact that that's the worst thing is that we just wanted more of this. Yep. Um, I, I'm going to say, and I, I feel like you guys are going to probably disagree with me in a bunch of different ways. I'm going to go bottom of the A tier here. So under Mysterio from far from home, but I do think that it deserves a, I, my, my thoughts on it. Uh, I'm, I don't disagree with you. I think a is there. I wish it could be an S tier. Andy, I think you talked about it earlier. He could have been S tier for sure. The film, the, the motion picture we're watching just doesn't support him in that. It works mm -hmm. against him being that kind of thing. Again, if this would have been, which I'm not saying it needed to be, but if it would have been a more traditional action movie if, and it was that, you know, what we're going to let him be the bad guy, yeah, my hope would have been that we would have seen him fucking kill some gods. Not just the one guy, right? And then come pretty much directly for Asgard and have a, him pop in a few times. It would have been cooler to see him on this rampage, be unstoppable, be super powerful, and come there. But yeah, we don't get it. So we get an amazing performance from Christian Bale that I just do think is underused, and I do want more of. And so I'm with you that I think he's an A tier as well. Yeah, if we could have treated the way Thanos was going to every different location to get the stones, um, you know, uh, the, when he's on nowhere and we have mm -hmm. that awesome sequence, you know, um, I wish that we could have had that. But maybe maybe Thor corresponds with another god. And then, you know, you hope that that god is alive and you hear, oh, shit, gorgeous killed that fucking shit. Or maybe you get a flashback and he's already, you know, you see the sequence of him having a dope ass monologue and talking to this god before he kills him like. If uh, my problem is just what you said, Tim, we I needed more gore. I needed more of it. Uh, and because of that, I would put him. Below Mysterio. Yeah. Well, hold on. You're getting ahead of yourself. So, yeah, we have it. We're putting it into a tier. Nick, your opinion doesn't matter. But would you argue he's in? Uh, where would you put him in? AA is fine with you. Yeah. I so then the A like this, ladies and gentlemen, at number eight, it's he who remains slash TVA and Loki at number nine. It's Wanda and it's Wanda and Agatha in WandaVision. Uh, number 10, it's Loki in Avengers. Number 11, it's Daddy Owen Razor Fist in Shang-Chi. Uh, number 12, it's Hela and Grandmaster in Thor Ragnarok. Number 13, it's Ego in Guardians 2. And number 14, it is Mysterious Far From Home. That's Mysterio and Far From Home. And so, yeah, then now you started into the conversation of where do you want to put him? And everybody's saying it sounds like underneath Mysterio to give us a new bottom tier of A. That's where I would put it. I feel like there's a couple above that I don't think are better than Gore, but I, I do yeah. think that he is worse than Mysterio, but still A. So, yeah, I'd put him at number 15. 
I, I think the the reason why I would put him below ego at least is I still think of that extremely sinister moment where we find out that ego put cancer inside of Star Lord's mom's body. Like for sure, that is such a fucked up reveal. Um, and it kind of has such a great contrast to all of this sort of pompacity that we've seen from ego throughout the whole movie. And I just absolutely love that moment. And I, again, the, it it sucks that the only problem is we just didn't get enough of him from in this movie. It's like, he's that damn good. Okay. So it sounds like that's it. And the votes carry and he goes to number 15, bottom of a tier. That's where Gore goes. Yeah. All right. Adding it in there. There you go. Putting gore from Thor, Love and Thunder. Now it's time to rank. Well, no, no, no. You're forgetting. You're forgetting a segment. What are you talking about? Andy, hit the music. Which Beth is the Beth? No, you're wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. (laughs) Making its MCU in review debut. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm Gonzo for Gore, though. So we're going to figure out where Gore ranks with all the Commissioner Gordons from the Batman Cinematic Universe. If you didn't know right now, number one is Gary Oldman from Batman Begins. Number two is Jeffrey Wright from the Batman. Number three is Jim and Babs Gordo from Lego Batman. Number four is 66 Gordo from Gordon of Gordon of Batman 66. Number five is Tim Burton's Gordon. Where do we want to put Gore in our list of Gordons? How was I supposed to know to hit the theme song? Above 66. (laughs) (laughs) Above 66 says timothy gettys i i appreciate that i appreciate that i would have to say for me it goes below jeffrey wright's the batman above jim and babs gordo from lego batman this is your hater it is true andy where are you feeling gore goes in terms of a performance here of really bringing gordo to life well wherever you don't have to answer andy you You don't have to play into this madness (laughs) With whatever Tim says, I just feel like whatever is anti. Why you gotta be right like now. that? Why can't you have any fun with me? You know what I mean. <laughs> I'm yeah. taking back the handshakes. <laughs> Damn, Jesus! All right, fine. Nick, where do you want to put uh, Gordo's tone? Oof. Okay, I'll put it. I'll I'll, I'll do number three as well. We'll put don't him there. Say oof. Don't say Don't act really... like you're conflicted over this choice. <laughs> no. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. Dude. I wish you'd given it more thought. Um, I'll put him over three. Why not? I appreciate that. Then the new rankings are Gary Oldman and Batman Begins, Jeffrey Wright and the Batman, and Gore from Thor, Love and Thunder. Thank you very much. There That's Gonzo go. for Gordo. Can I sing the Death Beth song just to sing sure. it out? Just for fun? Just do it's it. Death is the Beth. Na, 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 na. It's better than all the rest. There it is. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. That that, that gets a fat five from me, Nick, for sure. Thanks, Tim. Um, now it's time to rank the MCU. Kev, can you please bring up the rank? God <laughs> damn it. Fucking shit. You get cleaned on this. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rockin' Robin, the segment where we judge all the Robins, a.k.a. the sidekicks in the Batman Cinematic Universe. Today, of course, we've been introduced to a brand new sidekick. Her name is Love. Where do we want to rank Love in the series of Robins, a.k.a. sidekicks in the Batman Cinematic Universe? Right now, what you need to know, of course, is that Michael Sarah, Lego Batman, number one. Number two, JGL, Dark Knight Returns, Batman. Number three, Robin, Batman Forever. Number four, Robin, Batman Returns. Number five, Lois Griffin 
Catwoman, number six, the mayor's son, the Batman, <laughs> Robin, 66. Where do we want to put old love right about right now? <laughs> Did you have a concussion before this? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to figure it out right now. Rock and Robin, of course, a sidekick segment. Where do we want to go? I muted him. <laughs> Mute him. That's enough of him. You know, that's enough of him. He's been muted. Nah, I hear you, Greg. I hear you. We still heard him. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah I can feel yeah, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> You guys, I can't mute him for you guys. I can stream. I'm trying to save the kids. I'm trying to save the kids. That's what I care about. No. The people. Rock and Robin. Are we at is is that, Greg unmuted? Greg, bring yeah, it back. He's unmuted. He's unmuted. Okay, just go to the movies. Just rank the movies. Fine. It's time to rank the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Kevin, can you please bring up the list? Yep. Number one, Endgame. Number two, Infinity War. Number three, No Way Home. Number four, Homecoming. Number five, Civil War. Number six, Ragnarok. Number seven, Winter Soldier. Number eight, Guardians 2. Number nine, Loki. Number 10, WandaVision. Number 10, 11, Avengers. 12, Guardians 1. 13, Shang-Chi. 14, Iron Man. 15, Far From Home. 16, Black Panther. 17, Doctor Strange. 18, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. 19, Hawkeye. 20, Falcon and Winter Soldier. 21, Captain Marvel. 22, Ant-Man and the Wasp. 23, Ant-Man. 24, Black Widow. 25, Iron Man 2. 26, Age of Ultron. 27, First Avenger. 28, Iron Man 3. 29, Eternals. 30, What If. 31, Moon Knight. Yeah. 32, Hulk, 33, Thor, and 34, Thor, Dark World. Gregory Miller, where do you want to start the bidding? Oh, I, I have a feeling I'll be way lower than most of you guys, but maybe I'll be wrong and be pleasantly surprised. Uh, I feel that, like I said, it's an enjoyable movie. I just didn't feel like it hit all the time, and I feel like it you know, went a different direction than I wanted to, and it, that awkwardness at points because of the tonal stuff reminds me a lot of some of the stuff in Captain Marvel. So I would put it at 22. I'd put it below Captain Marvel, above Ant-Man and the Wasp. Jiminy Crickets. That was well-deserved of Jiminy Crickets right there, Tim. Andy Shop Cortez. Um, I would put this movie... Again, I, I think I'm just... I think I've been extra hard on it because of how much I love Ragnarok. But at the end of the day, this movie was still a lot of fun and it made me laugh a whole lot. Uh, and it was still very entertaining. I would put this at number 14 mm. below Shang-Chi and above Iron Man. Now I want to pop in before Nick does real quick. Say, I'm also putting it at number 14 oh, below Shang-Chi and above Iron Man. There's a debate for me where I feel like I could go a little bit lower because I really like Far From Home. Uh, but I, I, I think that this movie for... As many issues we have with it, I think most of my issues are just I wish that the things I liked, I liked even more. Like mm -hmm. there's so much in this. It's funny as hell. I have a feeling that this is going to be a extremely rewatchable movie in the future. Um, it's just in it right now. It kind of feels like, oh, that's it, because it feels like we've been waiting for it for like five years. Um, but yeah, 14 for me. Nicholas. Uh -oh. Well, I'm way higher than you guys are. I would put this at probably number nine right underneath. Wow. I love this movie. I can't wait to watch it again. I, I, I know it has flaws and everything. All of your criticisms are incredibly valid. So I don't want you guys to walk away thinking, gosh, Nick thinks I'm an idiot uh, because that is certainly not always the case. But mm. I do think that I, I can't wait to watch this again. I want to take D this weekend to go see it. It was so fun. And it was just 
it was just a nice release to just watch just pure joy on screen for a while with the backtrack uh, with a uh, uh, backtracking of uh, guns and roses and seeing natalie portman back in, in the role and seeing chris hemsworth i just i got a huge kick out of it i really really liked this film so i'd put it higher uh sorry what number did you say i would put it at number nine underneath guardians and galaxy nine. cool 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 and Two, so then with nine. that we don't have kevin's vote but that's okay because no matter where he puts it it can't get higher than 14 and with nick's nine it makes this the new number 14 underneath strong chi and above iron man uh we will return next week for the mcu in review with miss marvel can the finale bring it to be high up the list we'll have to wait and see uh but until then let me tease you guys with a little fun something something because a lot of people have been asking me what's happening after miss marvel what do do you guys got going on i am pleased to announce that after popular demand for many many years we're finally going to start rocky in review baby <laughs> we're starting rocky baby and i never watched any freaking of them. wait me neither man i've only seen <laughs> the creeds you're about to go on a fucking roller coaster right now and i cannot <laughs> wait. i cannot wait it's gonna be great it's gonna be freaking great and uh joining us will be the one and only sancho west so that's oh, exciting yeah. professional boxer as man. well that's that's is that true uh, no no I <laughs> love you so. all goodbye have a marvelous day <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha